This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. The clock is in the red in the countdown to the Rugby World Cup. It's just a couple of hours away until it kicks off. And Sports Talk Special is back. I've got uh, John Robbie and Robbie Kempson with me for this edition. Uh, John, welcome back. Good to have you. It's great to be here. And uh, let's not fool anybody. The opening game is nonsense. No. All right. You know, Japan, Russia, fairness. Every, everyone in the world knows the real opening game of this World Cup is the Springboks against the All Blacks. And I think it was the great boy Lowe said... The first game they played after the Second World War, he said, when South Africa plays New Zealand, consider your country at war. I can't wait. Robbie um, and John Robbie rightfully says so. It's the real opening match of the World Cup. Box versus Springboks. Uh, you're on the line. Welcome. What do you make of that game? Unchanged Springbok squad. Yeah, I couldn't agree with uh, John Moore. It's, uh, it is the cracker. It's, it's literally, it's almost a mini World Cup final in itself, uh, considering where both sides are at. And uh, the, the, the last couple of results between the two teams, I think Russ has done an exceptional job in making sure that the fear that people had of the All Blacks over recent and past years, I think that's a thing of the past. And I think the, the, our squad's going to this game with a, a, quite a bit of enthusiasm with regards to you know possibly getting that result. And of course, then that just makes that uh, quarterfinal appearance when we get there maybe slightly easier, albeit probably against Scotland. Absolutely. Uh, John, uh, we are taking on a New Zealand side that haven't been particularly great by their standards over the last year, but uh, we can never take them lightly. I'm suspicious. There's something going on. I don't know what it is. You think about it. The All Blacks have not been playing as well. I mean, they're still a superb team and they've got incredible talent, etc. Yeah. Except they haven't been as playing as well as they, they should have done, as they have been doing for the last, what, couple of years, 10 years perhaps. And they don't seem worried about it. This is the worrying thing for me. Something is going to happen. And it was Jacques Nienaber. I think you said the All Blacks are holding something back. They're holding something back. It's almost as though they have allowed the rest of the world to catch up on the incredible style of play that they had. Mm. They've allowed the defense to, to, to take them out wide. They've allowed people to, to rush them. They've allowed this, that, and the other. There is something they are holding back, and I don't quite know what it is. What do you feel, Robbie? Are you suspicious? Yeah, I'm actually 100% with you, and I don't always agree with an Irishman. But, ah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think so, too. I think there's, there's just something boiling or simmering underneath that they haven't shown the rest of the world. And I think it's got to do with their transition, particularly to those wider players, which they haven't quite got right. Um, and I think uh, Barrett's going to be instrumental in that when they, you know, when they finally show off what they perhaps have been holding back uh, this weekend. I, I don't think, uh, I tend to agree with sentiments out of the Springbok camp. I don't think Barrett's going to be an out and out 15 throughout this game. Mm. I think you're going to see him um, coming to that pivot position more often than not. And Maunga is almost a safety net, I would think, uh, for the All Blacks going into this game. We sp- the last time we spoke, sorry to jump in here, Bootleg, mm. we talked about a, a certain tight head prop being the, probably the key man. They should wrap him in cotton wool. My goodness, they didn't wrap him in cotton wool. They wrapped him in a box and sent him away. Yeah. You know, Franks wasn't picked. That makes me suspicious. The one area that it looks like they have said that we can attack, you mentioned that transition area, just outside the two posts, outside the the, the, the tight loose, Mm. the area where the rest of the defense takes in. Certain experts have identified that as a weakness, and I've got a feeling they're going to use the big men to run there and offload into that transition gap. It scares me, Robbie. What do you think? Is Is that a possible scenario? 
I think that's completely, yeah, absolutely their ploy. I think uh, the reason why France has been left out is in view of that fact, he's, he's not the most athletic. He yep. gives you exactly what you want from a target in the, in the simplest uh, terms, and he, he anchors your scrum, he gives you your, your driving more, he gives you your line-out, but he doesn't give you that finesse or that you know, explosive power when you're going into that, that, that area that you've just been speaking about, the transition area. And we may get a bit of go forward there from their more athletic props that they have selected, um, you know, and the likes of Coles. Yes. Mm. Uh, you know, normally they're playmaker in that position, but they've picked a very athletic pack. And I think, yeah. you know, that is the key to what they're going to try to achieve, but not just in this game, but I think in all the World Cup games, particularly when we get to those playoffs, they're going to try to play the game at a different pace, at a different level yeah. to what most of the teams have been used to. Robbie, you talk about the uh, the pack that is very athletic and they're also very experienced, even though we don't see Franks there, um, especially the loose trio. Yeah, no, it's, it's to be expected. I think uh, Hanson's... I wouldn't say he's playing is his full uh, deck at this present time. He's still holding one or two things back. But he has, he, he's picked a, a side that can move the ball around, but they can match it physically. So I think that's the adaptation which he, he's trying to get into this World Cup and particularly going into these. I mean, this is a key crunch game for us, not just for us, but for them. But also, you know, is it a must win in the case? If we if you lose this game, we potentially miss an England side going into a semi final. Um, I don't think that's ever the case when you come to World Cups. You want to be winning every game. But you know, certainly, I would think that Hanson, he's picked a side that he knows one can bully the Springboks if they need to, but more than that, has the athletic ability to have the finesse to take the ball wide when they need to. John, where do you think the Springboks would even be able to unlock the All Blacks? Well, I think I think first of all, and and I think that 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 Rassi Erasmus gave a clue in the Japanese game where he kicked so much ball away and said, "We want to defend. Yeah. We want to defend. You have to be able to defend. Every time we've beaten them, we've been able to 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 def- defend against them. So I think I think you have to defend. And this is where it concerns me, where something radically different, where they're going to attack that transition area and not just take the knock and go down and try and suck people in. They're going to take that knock. They're mm. going to offload to an explosive guy, a Dane Coles, an Ardi Sar- are running through and absolutely punch there. Suddenly the Springbok defense has to come in and suddenly you've got gaps on the outside. And guys like George Bridge and and um, Sevi Reese, I mean they, they are so fast. They are going to they are going to finish. So I think what they've done is they've almost gonna say to the, the the Springboks, here's something slightly different. You have to be able to adapt. And so the Springboks defensively have got to be able to adapt. You've got to be able to defend against them. And then of course you've got to be able to take your chances. Yeah. And I think that the area the all black are slight I know this sounds almost heresy in today's game but I think not is done not enough is done off the tight piece you think about it we've got those thin red lines you've got those defensive patterns that are set up I don't know what they are 3-2-2-2-2-3-2-1 whatever they call them now where you've got these little pods of players defending I think and if you look to the Australians I think they gave a clue where they scored that try against England uh, off a set piece. They scored against uh, somebody else off a set piece. And what they do is they, they they attack absolutely directly. And then they've got that pass inside to a runner. In their case, it's a Kirtley Beal. So I think what we have to do is obviously defend like hell. We've got to be flexible. We've got to expect something different. Also, when we get that chance, we have to take it. Even if it is a, a Cheslin-Colby mm. intercept, as we've seen before. And of course, we have to, to kick our goals. The other side, of course, it's going to be, Robbie, sorry to take over here, is that if they say it's going to be very, very wet, 
You know, the, yeah. the, the, the wet is a great leveler, and that could bring the whole thing down into an absolute bun fight. And, and we've got a great side for a bun fight when you look at the, the physical ability in the forwards. Absolutely. Robbie, what do you make of the conditions in Japan? Hot, humid, wet. I've seen the, the, the All Blacks training with wet balls. Uh, the box, uh, not so much, but I've, maybe I just missed it. What do you make of, of uh, our chances there? Yeah, listen, I don't think it's too dissimilar to perhaps the guys that have played in Durban once or twice in fair mm. So, uh, as you get that sort of humidity, the ball becomes very slippery. And I think uh, South Africa would have done their own preparation regarding that. I know Rassi would have definitely mm. done that. He's an, a very astute gentleman when it comes to detail around the conditions and exactly what he's trying to achieve in a game. And I, I once again agree, you know, it, it's... If we get a war in the trenches, I think that's going to suit our style of play a little bit more. Um, I think our bigger, biggest concern would probably be if we got an injury to Pollard if, if he didn't finish the game. Yep. Um, our ta- tactical kicking, I think, uh, I do think the All Blacks probably have the edge on us there, particularly for mine. I think uh, Smith just gives them a new dimension with regards to the accuracy of how he's going to put those kicks in. And that is, that's if it's a wet day. But that said, if it's a wet day, it brings our forwards more into the game. You don't have to be as athletic, although I think they are, but you can be much more abrasive. And that style of play would definitely suit us a lot more than the All Blacks. Did you see that comment by Alan Roland, the head of the referees? He's an amazing guy. He actually got two caps at Scrum Half for Ireland. A rare referee has gone on to, to, to referee a World Cup final. And he was absolutely explicit. He said, don't whinge afterwards. Any hint of high tackling any hint of dangerous yeah. play, the cards are going to come out. They're not going to be frightened of using red cards. And don't blame us afterwards. Yep. We've talked about this before. Rugby is terrified somebody is going to die. I mean, imagine if somebody died in a high tackle in this Springbok all-black game. The effect it would have on rugby, on parents, on yep. schools would be catastrophic. So there's no point in arguing about that. The danger is, of course, if it comes down into an, an absolute uh, gunfight in the mud, and and as you say, the 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 aggression has to be high. You've got to watch those red cards because it's worth it. It's better to give away a try than a than a red card, Absolutely. isn't it, Robbie? Yeah, and, and John, I think you know, you, I'm glad you mentioned this point. It's, they've been absolutely explicit to the yeah. point. Any contact with the head or the neck area, they're starting at a red card. And then if they're mitigating circumstances, they might lower it down. And to be fair, you, you're definitely getting a yellow card, regardless of intent or, or you know or where it, uh, the impact might have been. So uh, it, it is problematic because when you do have players like a Sevilla, and you know, for us, we've got Flo that uh, really digs himself mm. you know, over that ball. And, you know, the, the, the referees are now asking players to release and you're getting that extra man flying into the duck and he is going to make contact in mm. those areas. Um, you know, it is going to become problematic uh, with regards to you know, how one, the referees adjudicate it. Are they now going to allow the, not allow as much coaching from the referees in this World Cup, which I should think they shouldn't do. I think they should you know, not give as many instructions because the players know they're getting it wrong. Um, but they're getting away with it and I think the reaction of the players that are coming into those contact areas that becomes for me more problematic so the side is actually not gaining an advantage when the other side is you know erring uh, and transgressing the law so I do agree that I think you're going to see a lot more red cards in this World Cup than we have seen in previous <laughs> ones and I just hope it doesn't give that you know that final outcome of a game where you know per- perhaps and not just this game the other big games that are going to take place I and mean, England has got a, a you know, quite a tough uh, pool they're trying to get out sure. of as well you know, and one red card against France or wherever it might be that could put them out of the, the mm. contention for the quarter final so uh, I'm glad he's come out 
out and said it, and I think it's been very clear from the outset from them for the World Cup that uh, you know, obey the laws, keep those tackles down, and ensure that you don't make contact with the areas of concern, and they are of concern. I mean, the impacts in these games now and the athletes that are playing out there, they're massive. I mean, I don't think back in our day or even your day, John, that uh, <laughs> they're standing up uh, straight after a number of the collisions that yep. take place. I saw John Mitchell was saying that Owen Farrell, who's been quite controversial in terms of his tackling technique, has now changed. He's changed his tackling technique and mm. said, look, it's too risky. I mean, we had these rows about, you remember that last minute tackle that he that he made when we lost to England, etc. And they said, there's no doubt anymore. It's yeah. been told we've got to change it and we are going to change it. What do you think of Rassi having the little dip at the ref? What do you make of that one there, Robbie? Uh, I love it. Thanks. <laughs> 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 um, it's, it's exactly... You know, actually, you can see he's rolled handsome, and that doesn't happen very often. Uh, Jenny only check it can roll handsome. So it's a good that Rossi's put a bit of an off in there and given it a bit of a twist. Because he's actually right. I think in, you know, if you go back to the World Cup final with Craig Jubeir referee, there were mistakes that were in favour of the All Blacks. And I think they had somewhat been favoured by referees, even in, in, in World Cup. So mm. I'm glad that it was brought to the fore. Um, it puts a little bit of extra pressure on the referee, although, to be honest, French referees don't tend to take much to heart when it comes to press <laughs> and media. So, but um, but in, in, fairness, in fairness, Robbie, the All Blacks have had a lot. The All Blacks, sorry to interrupt, the All Blacks have had a lot to complain about him as well. I mean, I think he's been, if you take controversies, he's been a sort of an equal opportunity offender between the All Blacks and the Springboks. But let's hope it doesn't come down to refereeing, eh? Because that's never never satisfactory. No, to be honest, I think the referee, one way or the other, is probably between three and five points depending on how you react to him and how you play the game I don't think referees at this standard definitely I mean they don't go on the field with a preconceived idea of who's going to win the game they're the referee what's in front of them, they are professional yep. and yes I think the bank off the field does add a bit of spice it does leave maybe a little question mark here and there in the referee's head that you know, am I really saving all blacks here or the spring bucks kind of just you know, stepping over the line so I think it's good chat from last year I'm glad you know, finally we put the, the nail in first as opposed to you know, Hanson's always been brilliant at it <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. A, a, bit, a bit like yourself on the field, Robbie. You got your retaliation in first, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, good Scottish blood of mine. Uh, so, gentlemen, the Rugby World Cup in Japan kicks off in a few hours. It's going to be a long one. I, I, I want to just get, I know, John, Robbie, you don't give predictions, but we have to uh, for the opening match or the real opening match, South Africa versus New Zealand. I'm going to start with you, John, Robbie. Uh, give me All your right. predictions. All right. Heart says South Africa because we're up. My head says New Zealand. My head says New Zealand been holding something back. My head says New Zealand will be up for this. My head said that New Zealand are going to beat them. But I hope it's a hell of a game. I hope it's not bad weather. The one thing we haven't mentioned, have there ever been two benches in rugby that can bring about mm. you know, impact off the bench? You look at that New Zealand mm. bench, but it's almost the same with us. So Absolutely. that's going to be another factor. But I don't know about you, Robbie. I never give predictions of scores. Yes. Uh, but occasionally you get that feeling that the Springboks are just going to win. 1995, we'd have lost to the All Blacks nine times out of ten. But on that morning, I just had a feeling they were going to win. But my heart says South Africa, but my head, and if my money I'd put it with my head, says it's going to be a narrow win for New Zealand. Robbie, I, ho- I hope not. Robbie Kimson, your heart and head in unison or also disagree? Uh, my, my heart is all the book, but I'm, 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 again, I'm afraid... Uh, I think it's going to end up being uh, you know, to our benefit because we're going to have an easier quarterfinal, um, albeit against probably Ireland. But if we hit a semi-final, we, we're going to miss England. So 
I'm going for the All Blacks. I, I, I think it will be very close up until a point. Mm. Um, but I think they are holding something special back. And I think they might just take us a bit more than, than by three to four points uh, towards the end of the game. I, I do think they're holding something back. I do think that they're going to show something or showcase something special and, and, and prove a point against us. Mm. And this is their one big game that they can do. It. So um, they're going to have to wait for a, a semi-final perhaps to, uh, to really crack it on again uh, after this game. I have to say I agree with you, gentlemen. I also think the All Blacks uh, within five. John Robbie, last words? Last words. I mean, fabulous. Finally, after all the talk. I mean, I don't know if you saw that article. Uh, it was an interview on Sky News this morning. He interviewed one of the England players, and he talked about how the toilet seat pops up and is heated in the toilet in the hotel. <laughs> you know, it, it's the same. Before World Cups, you've got these blooming journalists, highly paid journalists who are over there. They've got nothing to write about except rubbish. Okay, I can't wait for the whistle to go and let's hope it's a fabulous, fabulous World Cup and I look forward to chatting again, Robbie. That's great. Thanks for your time, Jim. And I'm also, I can't wait for tomorrow's first whistle. I think we've all been waiting a long time for this. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy the Rugby World Cup. This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Engage with the team now. Hashtag Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app, livepodcasts.fm.